Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, I'm Ryan. I'm Will. I'm Ivan. And I'm Shabazz. And tonight, we welcome a great friend for a very special chat. This is the podcast where we watch reality TV, so you don't have to. Welcome to episode 12 of an almost BAFTA winning podcast, but it's just a game. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 12 of It's Just a Game. The BAFTA winning podcast where we watch reality TV, so you don't have to. Every week, I am joined by Ivan and Wolf. Hello, Ivan. How are you? Hello, BAFTA winning Ryan. I'm BAFTA winning fine, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm BAFTA I'm finger linking good, yeah. <laughs> You've always been finger looking good, Ryan, but something's changed in the last couple of years. You should look a bit shinier than you normally do. It's probably because we shared a bed on Sunday. Is that, is that it? <laughs> that was, I, we weren't going to tell anyone. Ryan. Ryan, so do we tell them who has a little spoon, who has a big spoon? Well, I, you told me about jetpacking, which I thought was quite wonderful. Yeah. So jetpacking <laughs> is like when the big person is the little spoon and the small person is on their back, <laughs> meaning that they're like a backpack, so they're like a jetpack. So you're That's funny. I like that. I like that saying. Moving on, I'm also joined by Wilf. Like every Hello. Week. Hello, Wilf. How are you? BAFTA winning Wilf. I know. I'm good, BAFTA winning Ryan. I'm good. Well, look, let's go ahead with it because we've got a very special guest. Now, if you're just joining us, this podcast is all about reality games. Every week, we look at the winning strategies, the most iconic moments and the best drama. Tonight is a bit of a special one because we'll be having a chat with one of our very good friends. You may know him from the circle as Alice, the chemistry teacher who narrowly missed out on the final. You may also know him as the man who took four random strangers on a tour of Porto on Channel 4's new reality game, Strangers on the Plane. Or you may remember him from TikTok and Instagram where he's often reminding you that you're a povo 
Yes, he's rich <laughs> and you're poor. Our guest today, hey, it's Shabazz Ali. Hello, Shabazz. How Ooh, are you? Shabazz. Hi. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm, honestly, I'm so glad I finally get to come on. No, look, Shabazz, we're honestly so happy to have you, and I want to get right into it. Uh, in a second, we'll talk about your experience on The Circle and Strangers on the Plane. But obviously, um, we know you as a bit of a reality TV connoisseur now. Uh, you know, you're a regular. You've been on Strangers on the Plane. You've been on The Circle. I've got to ask you, what, what's your dream TV show? Like, obviously, I know it's not I'm a celeb because you're scared of heights. We've seen it on Strangers on the Planet. I would love to do I'm a celeb because I think I'd be so bad at it that it'd be such good TV. So I think, I mean, by no means do I consider myself celebrity, but I think I would love to be able to do something like that, something similar to that. Like, do you remember Fear Factor, the TV show? Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. I think it'd just be those kind of like moments where, like when I was watching um, The Traitors and the burying, <clears throat> there was no way you were going to do that to me. I would have been absolutely kicking off, and which I think in turn would make some entertaining TV. So I think I'm a celeb definitely, um, yeah, something I would like to do. Um, but you know, reality TV, uh, I don't think it's very much for me. I think I'd, um, yeah. Why? Why is that? I don't think I enjoy it. I don't like being told what to do and I don't like, they, they, don't, they don't tell me what to say because no one tells me what to say, yeah. but in order to sort of like get you somewhere or move on a storyline, there's, yeah. there's a certain element of manufacturing that needs to be done. And I don't like that. You know what I mean? We were quite lucky, though. I feel like we were. I feel like we was massively underproduced. Like, we was... They just said go, really, a lot of the time. But I think that's why your show did so well. If you look at it, why did it do so well? It's because it was a bunch of people who they naturally let behave the way they would behave. And some people behave in different ways than you would. Because, obviously, I've always said this, it's high-pressured. So, like, you know when you watch the VTs of a show and they're like, I'm going to go on and I'm going to do everything. I can't. It's <laughs> such a load of BS, isn't it? Like, until yeah. you don't, and until you're not in that moment, everyone can have a sort of, I'm in it for the money and I can't wait. I will screw everyone over if I need. And then when you meet the people, so I've always said my biggest advice to show watchers is take it with a pinch of salt. The VT should be taken with a pinch of salt. Wait till you actually yeah. get fall in love with the characters because I think everybody, especially Love Island, when you first watch them, you just think, oh my God. Yeah. And then later I on, I hate you, them. Yeah. Well, that's what they do, don't they? They sort of like, it's really strange. What they do is they, instantly make you look really bad yeah like, or, or really good whatever they well it depends how you because everybody sort of like perceives themselves in a different way and i feel like because it's a bbc show they sort of it's public money in it they have to sort of give a fair edit they're not allowed to like yeah. channel four like you know what i mean channel four go in, to like, be fair i don't even think we didn't nobody got an unfair edit i don't think i mean i've always said if you don't blame it on the edit like it's one of those things you like, like that then that's your problem yeah if you do say, if you say what you say then like don't act like somebody manipulate because in the uk they can't because of Ofcom, they can't actually like take one sentence and join it onto the end of another one. Yeah. Um. So why? Where's the blame on the edit? Saying yeah. saying that, or oh, I, I appear to be really nasty. Well, you were saying the words like Wilfred. I honestly say this, and I don't say this because you're here. You didn't come across like an an a hole because genuinely, I just saw somebody was playing uh, the game and doing the best he could in the in the given situation. And the thing is, I knew for I knew that when I was there, I was like, just be myself, right? And I was like, don't be a dick, don't say things that you don't want to be shown. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you don't have to worry, innit? So it's just like, just go in there, have a laugh. And yeah, but what about that time you did the helicopter with your penis? Oh, uh, yeah, but that was, that mm. was, that wasn't yeah. Sean. I don't remember seeing that uh, clip. No, it was in the uh, special edit, The Traitors After Dark. Well, they were worried about taking that bit out of context, you see. And so, they... <laughs> so Shabazz, you don't want to be in reality TV, but you know, you're also a chemistry teacher and you're a quite successful, very successful influencer now. So where does it lie? Do you want to be full-time influencing? Do you want to be full-time chemistry? What's, where does it, where does it sit? Um, I would like to carry on doing teaching. Um, it's something I love to do. And I've said this so many times, but I love doing it. I think if anything, pe there are people that are so miserable in the jobs that they're in because, you know, where we are in the current climate in, uh, in the world, I think if you find something you truly love, then do it and stick. Mm stick to it because you'll never fail at anything like i wake up and i genuinely can't wait to go to work because i love doing what i'm doing so don't get me wrong it's, it's brilliant when it's saturday but i do enjoy <laughs> going into work so i wouldn't want to give up something like that for for an uncertain future of like influencing because it's uncertain isn't it like or, yeah. or you know content creation mm. is quite uncertain and you know the money money side of things but also my own self-worth and my self-belief side of things. So, mm. um, no, I won't give up. I probably will still try and juggle both of them. Um, Sticking your valuation of self-worth on a series of numbers that will definitely go down once they finish going up is terrifying. Yeah. And I think all of us on the traders recognize this because all of us had a peak around about the time the show was finishing. Yeah. And then some of us have stayed pretty close to that peak, whereas the most of us have just, you know, dribbled back down to nothing. I've sort of stopped posting mostly because I've just, it wasn't very good for my mental health, yeah. but like, that's the thing it's all you know it's all fun and games when you're getting paid but like it stops being so rosy as soon as those numbers stop coming in and stop yeah. looking good and so i think it's a really wise thing to have a number of irons in the fire yeah. i think the minute i stop enjoying it is when i think it'll start to become a bit of a, a chore and it's not at the moment like it genuinely i just post a video i'm in bed so it's not really that much effort to do i could just roll over and just film then roll over but you say so Obviously, you'd never want to quit your job. And you said to us you didn't really like being on um, reality TV. You must have had like some favorite times on reality TV or some least favorite times whilst filming. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. I think um, Stranger Than a Plane changed my perception of reality TV because um, the circle wasn't great. And honestly, I don't even talk about it because it just was not a great experience. Coming after this, out of the circle, I was like, I wouldn't do it again. And I was just genuinely just on a holiday in Europe, like messing, like traveling. And some uh, show contacted me and said, would you like to be on this brand new show, Strangers on a Plane? So I was like, okay, cool. Do you know what I could do with an extra five days holiday? Why not? <laughs> and that changed my perception because I think my expectation, it wasn't that somebody else, what they did. It was my own expectation. So my expectation of the show was just to go and have a laugh. Like I wasn't after winning. I wasn't after staying on. I wasn't after trying to showcase personality. I just went on there to have fun and do like experience everything. I was expecting, you know, that you're horrid, Jane. You know that, you know that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, a yeah. sad life, Jane. I was expecting that from you. So, you know, when you couldn't pin the thing on the donkey and he was on the horse, he was like, I hate losing. I'll just cheat. I was like, I hope he goes nuts. I did. I did. They just cut it out. There were so many tantrums I had that they cut out. Like, I am. You know what was really funny? Because a lot of people, I built this audience really quick. So a lot of people don't know 
the the Shabbat. Like there's a very small minority of people that know Shabbat from before the I'm rich, you're poor, and the you know in bed Udi's type Shabbat. So I think a lot of people it's a shock to the system. To when this, especially when firstly I'm very very vocal about social issues. Secondly, I'm 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 such an incredible like high maintenance as as Pavel as high maintenance can be I really am so when I was on this holiday it was too hot it was too wet it was too cold I was hungry I was you know what I mean I moaned and complained the entire time I couldn't go on the dock because the dock was the ship the yacht was too far there was all sorts of like I got salt in my hair right? there was always things that I was complaining about so it was funny that they showed some of it but some of the more morning moments they were just kind of like they cut out so I mean I'd love to talk about strange on a plane we got we got more questions about your social media stuff but I'd love to talk about that next because it's it's yeah. gone on it's it's gone on perfectly like an episode took two days or did it take just one day uh, a long like 12 14 15 hours 16 hours sometimes like uh, eight o'clock in the morning because we have to go down for breakfast and then we'd finish at three in the morning sometimes so it, did it, it feel it, like work then or did it no feel like did it hell like that's why I loved it so much because genuinely we had such I, I've still kept in touch with all the crew. It's such a fun experience. So we've all seen Come Dine With Me and we know that the winning strategy is to vote everyone else low. But I guess at some point they had to be like, you can't do that because then everyone just voted the other one and it's just it's just negated. And then Lou comes along. So how yeah. annoyed were you on a scale of one to five stars that he voted everyone low so he could cheese the competition and win a free holiday? Do you know what was really, I think more than anything, I was really disheartened because I voted him high because I genuinely liked like the person I met because like I had a laugh and he genuinely I gave him the stars and the votes because of how I genuinely felt in the moment um had I known he was playing tactically I think I would have played tactically but then again I just can't I, you you don't know what you you have to treat people how you want to be treated and I think I know that I would want to be treated fairly so I did what I was that was right by me as much as I like these people I'm not going to give them 10 stars or five stars for everything you know what I mean like there's no way I'm going to nobody's as perfect as as, as me and so you know I was like nobody's as good as I am so I was like not going to give them but I didn't play it muggy it's harder to see when people do bad tactics on a nice show. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine going on Come Dine With Me and strategically voting. Like on someone's... Do you know what was what was irritating was a lot of the times the feedback they'd give was, oh, you know, like like some of Louise's comments and Lou's comments were that your ho the hotel, <laughs> um, the bed creaked. <laughs> that's got nothing to do, you know what I mean? So that's where... Mm. I, but I take your point on because I think if I was on the traitors, I think I'd let it get to my head and I'd go a bit too insane like with it. How would you play it on the traitors? Oh, the banging question. I would I would have played it Wilfred, but a little bit like worse. I think I would have been on acid. I would have just been clear. I would have I would have murdered Claudia. I literally would have like murdered Claudia if I could. Like, you know what I mean? I literally would have just got I would have started murdering production or whatever. Literally I think the power would have just got to my head. I think especially being a traitor, I think I would have I think I would have Oh no, that's such a lie. Because I think I say that. I think sitting here is so easy. You're doing a VT moment. Yeah, I'm feeling like I feel like I'm filming my VT where I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna murder everyone. I think I would have found it really hard to oh, have done what uh, to done what what Wilf needed to do to Alyssa. Um, I think I would have found it really hard. However, having done reality TV now, I would have done what I needed to do. 
I don't care. I yeah. genuinely care because I will still be friends with you as long as you understand that it was a game and we were all in it to play the game. But you have to take the the gameplay away from the human being that you interacted with. It's just a game. But so, yeah. in terms of in terms of like a traitor, how would you how would you think you'd do as a faithful? I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't work. I would you'd just have would, it so work. many tantrums. I can imagine you just going. Yeah. Nuts. Because I I <laughs> I think I'd last quite long because I think people would be like. Because I'd be like, do you know what? I don't even care. Do you know what? Go on, go and vote me out. Vote me out. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. And I'll stand there and you look like a mug because you are a mug because I ain't a traitor. And I think people would just be like, there's no way that this gobshite could be a traitor. Like if he's genuinely saying he's not a traitor. And I think I'd find it the opposite. If I was a traitor, I'd find it hard to lie. At birthday presents, when you get a birthday present, somebody goes, do you like it? And you're like, uh, <laughs> oh, it's so nice. <laughs> I really love it. And that's what I'd be like. So ask me if I'm a traitor and I'd be like, no, I don't think so. You're like me, my VT. My VT was like, hey guys, as a lawyer, if you're a traitor, you better expect me because I'll be serving a cold hard dish of justice. And next thing you know, two days later, I'm just crying. And you're puking on the first episode. And yeah, I cry if somebody doesn't believe me. I've got this really bad habit. So if I'm trying to prove a point, well, not that it would have mattered because everybody cried on this. Oh, it was like, yeah. but I think I would, I would have cried. And I think that would have made me look guilty or look weak. So I don't believe you. I don't believe that's true. I think you're lying right now. <laughs> But anyway, going to talking about reality TV, right? Talking about the circle. So I have an experience of um, being in hiding. Me and Wolf have a shared uh, shared history. (laughs) Yeah. So so for the viewers, so um, I was casted for season. Well, like in a casting pool for season three of the circle. So I lived in Manchester for like three to four weeks, uh, waiting to go in. And it was between me and Shabazz, I think, at the end. Yeah, yeah. And obviously Shabazz got in and I didn't. But I'm happy about that now because like... Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I've got all about a But in hiding, do you feel like... So I remember being in hiding and it was... Because you don't know if you're going to come in or not still. And you're just waiting. And every week you're like, oh my God, it's been a week. They're on episode whatever. What Like you're just waiting. Was there any times you got bored? Do you know what... (sighs) This is why I didn't like the circle. This is what my experience of the circle is so negative because firstly, it plays on your self-worth because I know I am, you know, like good enough to be on this show. So the fact that you're not putting me on this show means that you don't think I'm good enough. And and I'm not saying that is the case. I'm just saying that they're waiting for strategy to play out. So they're waiting where you can merge this character into a storyline. But when I watched the show back as well, and I saw some of the characters that went on there, some of the weaker characters, I was like, hold on. No offense, but I would have done a 10 times better job than this person would have done. So why was I the person that was... um, not given that opportunity the same opportunities that everybody else so that's how i felt i felt very hard done by um then the waiting i've never had anxiety i've never been an anxious person but my god did my anxiety hit the roof because every time there was a phone call every time there was a message the days were clocking by i'd given up teaching to go in this uh, the circle so i'd sort of taken a break from teaching i bought clothes i'd gone out i'd been running for months to like get 
into fitness. All of that went out the window because I was eating so much because I was comfort eating. I put on oh, so man. much weight. And they do, they like, let, let's just make it fair, like, be fair to Studio Lambert. When I was in hiding, yeah, I had some banging food. Like, I'm not even, like they feed you yeah. well. Like, you know, I said I was going to quit because I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not staying. I'm not staying. And then they upped the, uh, they got rid of the budget. And then, like, I was like, I'm bored. So they got us a car to go and, like, go out to places and stuff. Do you know what it is? is I didn't need all that though. This is my thing. Like, oh yes, it's well and good saying, you know, they give us food and whatever, but that's not what I went on the show for. I didn't get on the show to sit in hiding for weeks to, you know what I mean? That wasn't what I signed up for. I signed up and I knew it was an element of it. I knew there was going to be an element of it, but that's where I found it the hardest. You know, when they tell you like, oh, you're not going to be in the first starting lineup. Yeah, that was the biggest gut punch. that was horrible because you're just like, oh, okay. Well, maybe my my tactics weren't good enough. Maybe that weren't good enough. Mm. And I knew because my strategy was to go in there as a younger version. No, it wasn't. It was to go in there as a younger version of myself and a single dad. Um, And my strategy, my game plan was only would work if I was in from the beginning. Mine as well. So I was like, if I go in, I'm like, I'm not really going to have much of a strategy. Uh, But yeah, I found it. I found it a bit difficult. My chaperone could have been Mickey Mouse you know to be fair that would have been pretty cool that would have been amazing it could have been Santa Claus and I still would have gone no I don't like it I don't think no hang on I don't think a month a month with Santa Claus would be nice I think that would be really tiring oh oh, good morning would you like some snowballs he he clearly has some like white problems you just know he snores like a pig yeah (laughs) you could have jetpacked him Um, so right you're in you're in the show now and you're suddenly massively isolated, right? No more Santa Claus, mm-hmm. no more delicious meals, no more car to drive around. You're chatting to that screen, which, you know, crafting those messages, you're starting mm-hmm. to self-doubt. There's a lot of lying involved. And generally it's like, it must be quite a weirdly isolating experience. The problem that I had was... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So this is where my issue is. There's a couple of things. Firstly, I knew my game plan was so solid and strong that I should have gone in earlier. Mm. Having gone in late, I already knew I was already 10 steps behind. For someone, for a for a company, a production company, a show or whatever, to say to me that you are going to be, you are within the same chance as everybody else to win the show, I thought, firstly, yeah. you're mugging me off here, right? Because if they'd said to me from the start, look, listen, 
it's late now. We just want you to go in, stir up trouble and be, dra- be drama. I would have gone, yes, mate, sign me right up. I'll go in and I'll do whatever you need me to do. And I would be happy with it and walk away because I didn't have any alliances with these people. So I don't care less, really. You basically did that anyway, really. Yeah, <laughs> well. yeah, yeah. They need to tell you to do it. He's like, I'll just do that anyway. Yeah, they did say to me, so they were like, look, you know, you uh, you can still win, da, da, da. And all this, all this BS that I heard and I thought, do you know what it was? My biggest problem was that, that I just was at the mercy of another person and that's what it is on the traitors you are amongst each other so you are talking to each other you are interacting with each other you see each other Mm -hmm. i'm not in a separate room relying on someone else to tell me what i think you don't make real connections like it's text messages and it's not even that I forgot, the only thing was Ivan, I forgot who I was and I forgot the way I interact with human beings. I'm always so, I always start with kindness first first um but i always start with kindness and i always come from a really nice place the the traitors wasn't like that the circle was a manipulation game because i was being told to interpret a message not the way i would have interpreted it interpreted it so you know i'm reading a message from this guy who is leaving this girl out me out and i'm getting told oh isn't it interesting that did you miss that bit where he left you out i never uh, picked that up but I got told that that that's what happened. So I already got planted. So as much as, you know, the the circle said, oh no, we didn't we didn't influence anything. Well, you did because if you did it to me, and now that I've come out of the show, having us all spoken together and met up and spoken to each other about certain interactions, we've realised there was yeah. a lot of gameplay. Mm. Yeah. But saying that, do you still keep in touch with some of the people that were on the show with you? Yeah. So I, um, uh, Vithan, who was on the show, recently uh, made a video and he was like, what's really interesting is, he said, he was like, what's really interesting is Shabazz was the least amount of like, time on the show, but he's somebody that kept in touch with everyone because, you know, honestly, I know how bad I felt. And that's where the comedy and the Shabazz says comes from is because I know how bad I felt in life. I've always tried to make other people not feel that way. So when I when I came out of the circle, I felt so awful. I didn't want anyone else to feel how bad I felt. So I was constantly ringing everyone, making sure everyone was okay, meeting up with them. So I kept in touch with everyone. When somebody got kicked out of the show, I would ring them and say they're okay, send a message of support, edit videos together for them, send them. I was so supportive of every single person on that show. Even people that screwed me over on mm-hmm. screen, I didn't want them to get to feel bad. So I was really supportive of everyone. However, two years later, it's a different story. I don't care. No, two years later, (laughs) two years later, we're in a different place. I tried to keep in touch with everyone. I tried as much to, to be there for everyone. Um, Ultimately we're all grown adults. So everyone's going to go their own direction, but the vast majority of people, I would say, probably don't keep in touch with each other probably keep in touch with me as a common denominator in like all of it i think i pretty much keep in touch with like andy paper um natalia oh my god joey yolanda pretty much all of them yolanda everyone, yeah <laughs> yeah i can list off like pretty much most of them and i'd say i'd keep in touch with them um we didn't keep in touch with hunter the gladiators we didn't keep in touch with him oh, he just sort of like left us to it um I think it's just really interesting because obviously it's like it's a fairly like similar dynamic to the traitors where like coming out the group chat was the most intense thing I've ever seen especially for me like coming out I felt really shit like because part of it was like you know my final round table got quite personal as well it felt like quite personal attacks yeah my personality 
um and so like i felt really shit and so i was like i just need people to talk to to like share this and like yeah, i tried yeah, to like totally. just create these bridges uh but then as time goes on look at the end of the day the show goes out and then people are adults and like people give, like have busy lives i have a busy life and it's hard to keep in touch with like all 22 people so yeah you yeah. end up being close to some people than others uh, but that's part of life doesn't mean you hate them you know i like everyone on the cast uh it just it's just life but for me coming out like we was talking about coming out of the, sh the show oh my god you came out congratulations yeah. yes <laughs> <Will>. <laughs> how's your wife feel about that slay because <laughs> i came out of the show and i struggled because i i knew that people are going to view me in a certain way. So I felt like it was my job to try and prove to the world that I'm just a nice person. I'm normal. Yeah. So my Insta and stuff, I was so scared. I was like, I was needing to show people I'm actually a nice person. And it was so hard, but yeah. I think I managed to do it quite well. Cause I was just like, I just want people to know that I am normal. I mean, you I'm are like... involved in the cannibalism ring on a free time. So you yeah, but that's, person, that's old person, news. Right? I think yes, you. But... I think that's what the reason why I connected with you straight away uh, so quickly was because I saw that. I just saw that you were doing that, and I thought, I think I might have even said it to you. I don't know if I. I was just like, listen, breathe. And I also wanted to sort of set a realistic expectation that please remember that eventually all this hype starts to slow down or die off, but don't let that be a marker on how you feel about your self worth, because it isn't necessarily going to happen. So. We don't, I'm not that I'm saying it can't, but yeah. I never built my audience from the circle. Yeah, you build yours. I remember because, like, I didn't really hear much from you after, like, on the, from yeah. the circle. And then all of a sudden, it's been probably, like, during, after this time last year, probably a bit later, when I yeah. started seeing your videos popping yeah, off. Yeah. And I was like, actually, that's from the circle. But that was how many years after? That's, like... Three years, so 2021, 2020 we filmed and then 2021 it went out. So it was the year of the anniversary in 2022 where I was just like, it was fun. It was brilliant. I'm just going to do social, my own social media stuff that I've always loved to do because I love editing and stuff. And then it just sort of blew up from there. But I think that was the point where I started to have fun. Yeah. And I say this a lot because that was a point when I decided, do you know what? there's no chasing something it's me enjoying what i do and i love making videos and making people laugh so that's what i did and then the numbers started coming in and then my god i don't even know what's happening anymore it's awesome. organic growth it's great to yeah. see yeah one thing i get a lot is the comment section but i think it's because of the content i produce the comment yeah. section it's always popping up the funnier some of the comment section Bro, is funnier than my video your, yeah your comment section when you was doing about the royal family yeah it was Mate, your yeah. comment, I loved it. I was just like, this yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, or like, they just, and they're so funny. Like some of these, so I get some inbox messages I'm reading and I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I wish I'd, and I've said to some of my, like some of the people that messaged me, I've said to them, I've gone, I'm going to borrow that joke. I'm just, just going to put that out there. Like I'm borrowing that line because it's so brilliant. Um, But no, I think, I think I look more on interaction and I think I look at how many people, because it hasn't been about the numbers. Like, I gen my management know about it. My management are constantly telling me, and my friends are constantly telling me that, oh, you're nearly on 1.3, or you're I genuinely don't look at it. For me, the idea is that I love to sit in there at night and just reading through the comments of people saying stuff. And I know it sounds really cliche, like I'm not going for Miss World or anything, but <laughs> it is that idea that that's because it's not my day job. 
Is this is this an announcement? You're not you're not going for Miss World 2023. Is this, no, is this... Unfortunately, not not this year. I'll go next year. I, I put 20 quid on you. Yeah, yeah. Come on. We can reveal live. <laughs> it's just a game <laughs> podcast. This year, yeah. Shabazz will not compete. So all of you people thinking it wasn't worth competing, yeah. get in there. Shabazz, Shabazz is out. It's your chance. I'm competing for Miss Universe instead because the oh. world is not enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, actually, talking about you competing on Miss Universe, um, look, on The Circle, we saw you play the role of a catfish. You were Alice, the chemistry teacher, and you were really good at the character. So I've got to ask you, will we ever see a drag Alice slash Shabazz <laughs> one day? Like, I feel like there's a thing there. I would love to do something like that. Like, I love this idea of playing a character. That's why I love Halloween so much, because it's this idea of playing a character and playing up to your... So playing Alice was so easy for me because I'd done so much research, even to the point where I knew when her menstrual cycle was. I had a full cycle on when she was... (laughs) When I knew everything on what she used, what makeup, what brand, what eyelashes, what she where she shopped. So I knew my character. So... I would love to do drag, and I've even got a drag name. Like, I think I'd be brilliant. What is it? Like Mango Chutney. Mango, Mango Chutney. Oh, we love it. That is oh, sick. Or Shapopadom. Oh, I think Mango Chutney's got it. All right, everyone else, what's your drag name, guys? Come on, Will, what's yours? Oh, I don't know. It's the first name. Okay, you can do porn star name. So it's the first name of your cat and the street you grew up on. Ch- Chalky Portland. Chalky Portland. Okay, now you've got yourself. All right. I would be Ivanka Dragunov. Oh, oh that's like, a good one. You've thought about well, it. Yeah, of course I thought about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, what's your background? Oh, my, my parents are from Algeria, from North Africa. Okay, so oh, something... Kiss, kiss, get involved with Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Okay, guys, I like, look, like, Ivan Shabazz, Will, you can join if you want. Can we put on a drag show? Because that is such a good concept. I would do it. I'd do it. I would I would love to do it, though. Like, I think that's my, like, I would love to get even a drag queen just to do it for a video as well. Like, you know, like a YouTube video where they do, like, the full full glam. No, guys, get, like, this is a real message. Any drag queens out there, what? get the four Genuinely. of us in the room. Let's get us on stage. I can do great lip sync. Let's get Tia Coffee on because I, I, me and Tia chat occasionally, and I, I have had this chat with her, and she has said we'll get you in drag. So we should do this. I love Tia Coffee as well. Like, okay, look, like we'll we'll get a sword at Ivan. You message Tia. I don't care. You do it. I'm on the four four of us on the stage doing drag. I've got a sick routine on Channing Twain's that don't impress me much. Okay, <laughs> and I would do I would do something very uh, uh, cultural, so I can do like maybe a Bollywood dance because obviously it's mango chutney. Love so that. yeah, I do a bit of singing in the street dance, street, street dance, drag queen. That'll be banging. Oh, okay, we've got a concept here, so we're just putting that out there. Um, look, I want to talk about a bit of a more sensitive uh, subject, uh, but something I think is really important to discuss. Uh, a while ago, you you mentioned, you talked uh, publicly about the prejudice that Asian influencers face, yeah. how you get less opportunities, how you're being treated differently compared to uh, white influencers. How much of an impact has this had on you? Like, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I think the thing is, is it, do you know what it is? I think people misinterpret what I say when I say that. I'm not saying that push you off the table. I'm saying make room on the table, make a seat on the table. Like I'm not after after white erasure or this idea that, you know, you can't be, have those opportunities. You do what you're those opportunities, just make room for us. 
and and the same thing goes for like all people from minority backgrounds like like there's no one saying that I'm I'm not saying that I want what you have I'm just saying let me have an opportunity as well Treat as me the you. same yeah for me I, social media has always been being able to reach as many voices because I'm so passionate about so many different things social issues but making people laugh making people feel good and the the bigger I climb and the bigger audience I get is all down to the hard work I put in but also that's what I'm trying to get yeah. I'm after, after I'm after 10 million followers because I want you know trips to Dubai I'm after that because that's 10 million people whose lives I could change or whose impressions I could you know change yeah. So when I don't get those opportunities, it's not because I want cash in the bank or I'm worried about my own paycheck because my paycheck is still getting paid every day. It's oh wow, you get paid every day. Wow. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to work every day, don't I? Come on, I wish I could be paid every day. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I think I think my biggest concern is that I don't think the the opportunities are fair. I don't think they are right. They're not. Um, I agree. You know, as a as a person of color, I'm not. I'm seeing people with far less, with far less, you know, comments, interaction, followers, viewers, whatever it is, talent. talent, whatever, do so much more. And the only thing that sets me apart is the color of my skin. And like, people might go, oh, you're just pulling the race card, but okay, give me another, give me another reason. If I'm doing well and I'm, if you're a brand and you're looking at me and you're thinking, my God, he pulls in numbers, he pulls in views, he pulls in followers, he does everything right. Why aren't you approaching me and why are you approaching me someone with less? Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Unless it's, yeah. unless the difference between us is that evident uh, difference. Content is different. Okay, I make content in bed, but I couldn't, I could sell anything from the comfort of my bed and I know people would lap it up. You know yeah, what I mean? I it, it's yeah. what is the difference? So I, I just think it's, I think, but I don't live in it. Just want to point that out that I don't live in that misery of like, oh my God, woe is me. The world is tough. I just think it exists. So yeah. I acknowledge it. And do you find like, cause you're very vocal about issues and stuff like that. Do you feel, do you feel like when Britain does something, they fuck up because you know what Britain do, they, they do something and you know, yeah. the races, racists, they come out the cracks. Does it peak basically when the government do something no because i've never been like my content's never well people think my content's not political but my god is isn't my content political like the whole the <laughs> yeah. whole i'm rich you're poor is political so i don't know when i had this shock of you know i don't know why people are shocked to a system that wasn't being political but um i don't think it necessarily does because i think because my content transcends culture race religion or sexual orientation whatever it just transcends it because we're all poor whether you're black white poor you know what i mean gay lesbian whatever you are we're all poor right so i think the idea is that because that content however i know that i have friends who specifically make ethnic minority content talking about bollywood music talking about culture religion whatever they do get it i don't necessarily get it mm. but I know the default whenever somebody wants to insult me is straight to racism. That's the natural default. Like you won't say my content's bad. You will go straight in with. So when I was criticizing the coronation, I had the comments telling me to go home and I, the country gave me so much that, da, 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 da. and I had those comments because that's just a natural default because they know hit and where it hurts. For me, that doesn't hurt. Like it, I, you can't hit me there because it doesn't hurt. If you call me fat, I might be really insulted. But if you call me like racist comment, I'm like, what was the problem was I spent the last six months building up a following, criticizing rich people. For me to then go and criticize another bunch of rich people and people to be offended by it, I was like, where's the logic? 
like yeah. you literally clicked that button and ha ha he he because you loved me criticizing rich people can i can i not ask though are you not worried that a tiny proportion of your audience doesn't get that it's satire no i do honestly ivan you're right i think that are people because people message me sometimes going you shouldn't boast about being rich why do you think saying this is nice and i'm like i think you missed the point love then turn the phone off and put it down let's go do something else have a day off yeah it it is it is funny i mean you have to basically as soon as you publish something on the internet you have to think what does the most stupid person in the world think i mean by this yeah and then someone (laughs) someone will think think you mean that yeah people hear what they want to hear so like when i when i said uh, so in the eurovision video i was talking about like how um like I've mentioned Israel and uh, Australia and Armenia not being in Europe. And somebody was like, how dare you say that Armenians don't look like Europeans? We have never wanted to look like Europeans. Eurocentric features are not. And I was like, when did I say that? I said, you weren't in Europe. Somebody even said to me, you're not exactly in Europe anyway after Brexit. I mean, the continent didn't shift. <laughs> the entire continent didn't just pick up and shift, no, did no, it? Actually, actually, you missed that. We all went with a bunch of souls and we cut the land yeah. off the continent. We've been drifting. We're yeah, just we... next to America right now. New York is just yeah. on the road. There was That's this massive so, yeah. fracture in the uh, in the continental plates and we actually yeah. are now in a different continent. It's amazing. Yeah. We're in Antarctica somewhere. I, I used to cross the street into Hampstead Heath and I cross the street and it's actually Rio de Janeiro. On this note... Thank you so much, Shabazz, for being here with us tonight. Thank you, mate. You're honestly like a very precious person. You used your platform for good, uh, and I would highly recommend people go and follow you on TikTok, on Instagram, in the street, uh, when you go to Aldi, uh, whatever. Like, please follow Shabazz. Like, the video is incredible, and Mm. he's a fantastic person. Uh, But yeah, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I hope this. I hope it's gone well because I feel like we've just been chatting. I don't know if we've actually made. No, 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 it's brilliant. Honestly, what an incredible guest. Now, we'll be back very soon to look at more reality television on the podcast where we watch reality TV, so you don't have to. If you're listening, you know the drill. Five-star review, follow us, like us, whatever you want to do. If you're watching, like and subscribe. And if you want to see the beautiful, sexy man hiding behind these voices, follow us on social media at itsjustagame.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Until next week, I am Ryan Rashidi, and Finland was robbed. I am I will follow me at BAFTA. I'm Ivan. You can watch Four uh, OD right now. I'm Shabazz. Um, you can follow me anywhere you want. I'm everywhere <laughs> at the moment. So anywhere you want, type Shabazz we'll- in any of your nearest places, and I'll be there. We'll put the OnlyFans in the description. Uh, but yeah. for now, from all of us here, it's see you next time and goodbye. <laughs> How 
you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.